Kawhi alone inside. He's got the breakaway with the touch to the right. Go! Official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club, brought to you by Summit Brewing Company. What do you get when you cross a crow with a toaster? Who gives a shit? It is game week, folks. This is the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I am your host, John. We are doing it live today, so that means I am sitting across from my main man, the real Nathan Morales. <laughs> Nate, it is go time. Dude, it feels so good to like be in the same room and do the podcast again. It's been a long time. We'll explain what we do. So now we, uh, we end up calling in, and we've got a cool little system where we... We would do a Google Hangout or a, it's called Clean Feed. Yeah, for those amateur podcasts. A young family, and I've got a young family, and it's hard to get now without an office in the middle of downtown. It's hard to get together in the middle of the week, so we do that. Right. Um, but now we're joined by a special guest that brings us all together. <laughs> so, um, this we are uh, with with the season set to kick off this Saturday. Um, you know we got to come correct with the show to get you ready to rock. We have Crows head coach Adam Pribble in the house today. Literally in my house today. Yeah. Uh, the the team squeezed in one last signing before the season starts, and we played the Loons. If you're following the internet Wednesday, um, we'll say what we can about that, and um, we also are going to talk about. Um, like, what does the full roster look like? And we'll talk it over with the Pribbler and, and get his thoughts on, on the roster. And then finally, um, we'll talk a little bit about Saturday's game against the Sioux Falls Thunder. And then we have a surprise that we will go over. <laughs> so take off your pants and dance. Let's do this. <laughs> first things first, I want to introduce our special guest, of course, Minneapolis City head coach Adam Pribble. Adam, welcome back to the Thunderdome. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's good to be here with you guys. As uh, most of the listeners know, Adam is in his second season as the full-time, part-time head coach of the Crows. And by that, I mean on top of being part of the murder, uh, Adam is the director of student activities and the head boys soccer coach at De La Salle High School, the Big D. Um, he's got his hands in the soccer world in Minnesota, and he is an avid bird watcher. Did we leave anything out? No, not at all. That you pretty much sums it up. Bourbon, oh, bourbon aficionado. Yeah. Bourbon yeah, oh, yeah. Aficionado. We learned about that before, after we had set the show run now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're so doing buy this. I'm a bottle of bourbon. Doing this a little different today because uh, Adam's going to be here the whole show. It's not like we're bringing him on as a guest at the end just to do a quick interview. He's going to help us through uh, all of our segments, which is pretty awesome. And the first, of course. So, we were able to sneak in another player like we talked about. Um, so even though we're less than a week away from our first game, we added the final piece of the puzzle, if you will. Uh, we signed Mark Haight, um, who is a year removed from graduation at St. Thomas. Yeah, and John, I uh, I don't hate this oh, move. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I love it. Uh, I know. I can't laugh because I've seen that since like noon Yeah, today. that's a good one. <laughs> and I was like. But I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. it a lot. It was off the cuff. Don't, don't ruin our secrets. Until we find out. <laughs> Until we find out, like, um, so until we find out, like, with Matt Van 
Ben Scoten, but oh, yeah, it's not Ben Shotten, and it ruins yeah. ev- all of our jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be something. We're going to find out it's, it's something different. Yeah. Um, so I know with Miles heading to Sweden, you probably um, there's probably a spot open that you had planned on being full heading into into this part of the well, actually, the season. There, uh, Max Stegard took the spot that was vacated by Miles. This is a spot with us losing Kevin Hoof, who is staying at school. Oh, that's right. That's right. So that might be some breaking news here. Yeah, we never did bring it up, even when his dad was on the show. Yeah, Yeah, we didn't want to say anything. (laughs) There's an open wound. We didn't want to pour salt It was still early in the process. But um, no, so that's, that's, he's filling that gap. So if we're basically trading one defender who is kind of a Swiss army knife for another. Yeah. So super excited for Mark to join the team. Um, he is another former MIA, uh, MIAC Player of the Year, which joins 2017's winner Shea Bottom and 2015's winner Brandon McGarity. So he's definitely a high achiever. Uh, he's played with Will and Shea for a few years, so that chemistry should, should be there. Um, but most importantly, this guy's a solid defender who is very dangerous offensively, which is really rare. So after playing two years at my alma mater, UW-Milwaukee, Mark transferred to St. Thomas, um, and after his time there, he was well rewarded. He's a two-time uh, All-Mayak player, two-time first-team All-North Region, and then uh, first-team All-American his senior year, and then, uh, as you mentioned, he was the Mayak Player of the Year in his final season. So let me just rip off these stats from his Player of the Year winning season because they're nuts to me. So in overall games, he led the Mayak in points with 22. And he was a left back. Yep, this is a left back, right? He le- leads the Mayak with assists with eight and in penalty kicks. So he's taking the penalty kicks. He was three for four. That's good to know. He was <laughs> he was se- he was second. Noted, yeah. Okay, in the whole conference, he was second in goals scored at wow. seven, right? And third in game-winning goals, he scored three of those. And he anchored this defense that only allowed seven goals all season. So like .34 a game. Plus, we get another player that's eligible to hit the field in May when a lot of our guys are away at college, so that's pretty great. This mm-hmm. seems like the kind of guy that would have been on your radar for a while, John. Like, how did you land him? What led up to it? So, Mark came to us as a referral from the Bavarians. So, he's a Milwaukee guy. He actually went so he went to UW-Milwaukee, mm-hmm. went to the Brickville East where my, my wife went to high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he... A man after my own heart, basically. <laughs> um, so Patrick, the head coach of the, the Bavarian Majors and then the UPSL, formerly uh, PLA team, um, sent me a note and just said, hey, I got this guy who you may have heard of him, Mark Haight. He's went to went to St. Thomas. He'd be my starting left back if, if he were coming home, but he was in our plans. Now he's not coming home. He's taking a job in the cities, staying up there. So I was like, okay, we'll bring him in. And... Uh, the rest is history. When you can get a guy that the Bavarians are willing to put as the starter in that all-important spine that you always talk about in the yeah. system that they've developed, yeah. that's pretty sweet. That's a pretty good pickup. Right. So, Adam, uh, I said, you know, kind of my thoughts about him. What are, mm-hmm. What's your take on Mark? You know, the the thing that you really love about him as a coach um, is, first off, his personality. He is full of confidence, but not in a prick kind of way. A quiet confidence. Yeah, like he just knows he can ball out, and he's confident in himself, but he is, um, it, it is that quiet confidence. So he's got the mentality that you look for as a coach. And like you said, he can get up and down the field. Um, he whips in a great ball. Um, he can play a number of different positions. Um, and, and he's a really good communicator. So quick story mm-hmm. about him is a couple weeks ago, he contacted me and was like, hey, want to be at training, but, you know, training goes late, and I have a big interview tomorrow. What do you think? 
I said, dude, screw it. Go, you know, if you got the interview, go do that. You know, you're good for today. Need, who needs a job? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, he came up to me the other day and goes, dude, thank you. I got the job. Nice. Um, nice. So uh, that was cool, but it just it spoke volumes about him because he didn't just say, hey, you know, I can't, I can't be there, it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let me know what was going on. And those are all the little things that you look for as a coach. So I'm really excited for him. So he wasn't like, hey, I got this test. Like half the guys on our <laughs> roster right now are like, right. like either in high school or college. And it's like going through. <laughs> Hope it's okay. I have a test. I yeah. Make sure I graduate college. Right. right, right. No, but I mean, that, yeah, like, he's just one of those guys. He's just, you, and you talk to him and like he came up to me and said like, hey, do you, you know, like I don't want to bother you, but do you have my training gear? And I was like, and I kind of got frustrated because I everyone asked me that and it's like I don't have your goddamn training gear okay like leave me alone I I'm here to serve crosses in for the goalie you, sna- yeah. you snapped at him and I I didn't, I didn't snap at him I just kind of looked at him and he's like he's like it's cool I'll get it whenever but like I know like the Bob Spielman who is the director of Bavarians he would if you wore anything but Bavarian gear at practice you were in trouble and he's like he's like I just want to you know like he knows like that that's the thing and yeah. I was like. I also would prefer you don't wear like VSLT stuff at our practice if you have it. But um, Elm Grove Soccer Club, where I used to coach, you're cool, man, until I get your gear. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so you're right. Mark, Mark's a great guy. We're happy to have him. Um, he actually almost nipped a goal in our what we're going to be talking about next. He did. At the death. And it was kind of like the shot cross type situation where he we're hit. Like, he hit down upper, he, the he Pulisic hit. goal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That, which was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So he kind of hit one and was like, ah. <laughs> and, then, and then the whistle blew. Um, so what I'm speaking of is uh, the news leaked on t- the Twitter machine Wednesday that Minnesota United was scheduled to play a friendly against us. It was true. And it happened. But the funny thing was that it wasn't us who leaked it. It wasn't Minnesota United who leaked it. It was the Star Tribune beat writer, Meg Ryan, who leaked it. So that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. So maybe, Meg, if you're listening, probably Thanks. not. Thank you. And maybe just turn out to one of our games one of these days. Um, or you can come to our practices and, you know. Love to have you. Mm-hmm. We can scoop the next Minnesota United friendly um, from our training instead of from theirs. <laughs> um, so... Before we get started, we should say that we, we kind of keep these things close to the chest for a few reasons. And one is we don't need a group of fans showing up, snapping photos, and asking for autographs or, like, tweeting results. And, and Because the point of these matches is to get better. In our case, uh, we start our season this weekend. And without a doubt, a tune-up with an MLS side is going to put us in, into the toughest situation possible to face opponents three tiers below on the pyramid. So that makes us better. For them, it's a chance to tune up guys who are on the bench with game-like action, which because they don't have a reserve team. And as we know, like if you have a pulse on soccer in in Minnesota, they are fucking bleeding out right now because of injuries. Mm-hmm. So these guys really need to get game ready and for a match on Saturday. So it was a it was a it this this version of what we did, which hopefully will be a few other times throughout the year. Um, and we actually would have had more than one, but weather screwed us. Um, it's 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 closed for a reason, and it's it's basically it's not about who wins or loses. Um, clearly, they're professional soccer players who train every day. They should beat us, but you know, like if we can nick a goal, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we don't we don't talk about the results because it doesn't matter. And you know, it's hopefully no one gets hurt, and and we work on things and we build that relationship. So yeah, that's why things are closed door and. 
super secret and you know all that kind of stuff so i want to get that there first well i remember so based on the one we played last year i went back in the archives looking up in our in our outlines if we even talked about it and i don't think we did Mm -hmm. too much we just said that we like we talked about the players we sent and the players Mm -hmm. that they had Uh, that's right yeah so can we so we can talk about who we brought on wednesday night yes we can nate um so uh, eventually, I promise, guys, we're going to get Adam talking here. But um, <laughs> So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but we mm-hmm. had uh, a mixture of MPSL and U23 players, and that was by design because some, there are some U23 players who are going to be um, elevated this weekend. We'll get into that a little bit later when we, we start talking about the, the preview against um, the Thunder of Sioux Falls. Um, but MPSL players we brought were Miles Norville, oh. Trey Benhart, Aaron Olson, Chuck, uh, Whitney Brown, Will Kidd, Siku, James Nair, and then our new signing, Mark Haight. And then U23 players were Josh De, Josh De La Rosa, uh, the best name on the roster, Ken Love Sloan, Lionel Vang, and Ipsa Hamid, and then Matt Murakami. And then we had a trialist who's kind of been a long-term trialist with us in uh, backup net, uh, Callum Brody. So did I, did I leave anybody out? Oh, that's it. And then are we allowed to talk about who we lined up against? Who was there you know, I don't from s- Minnesota United? I don't see why not. Um, it, it's not a shocker that their starting players and some of their like guys off the first off the bench players weren't there. Yeah. Some of them were there. Um, but there there may have been a few. Well, there, I know, and Adam can speak for it too. Mm-hmm. There were some trialists, some players that were mm-hmm. there that I don't want to – I don't even know what their names are. And even if I did, I wouldn't say it because it's not my – position to say it but yeah. there are some names that people have heard that were there so you had brent coleman colin warner you had olmsberg who i thought he was on loan and it's like maybe sounds like he can go back and forth home on vacation or something he could go I, I don't think he can play in a game for minnesota united but right. i think he can go on right like he, he, he can, can train, train. Right. yeah so this wasn't an official that match. makes sense because yeah. then he can stay on their regiment right. and all that mm-hmm. yep um there was uh colin martin there was uh little inchy uh heath's <laughs> kid was there uh, <laughs> imagine if you grew up and your nickname was little inchy how pissed you'd be at the world um mason toy the uh the uh, i have so many things to say about that guy but i won't um mason toy the uh the first round draft pick this year there was a franz pangop signing uh he's not a youtube sensation he exists uh he did get injured uh pulled up a hamstring then there was a uh, maximino and then alexi gomez so some of the newer signings were there some of the you know a first round draft two for two draft picks were there um you know kind of a stalwart in coleman who's you know a local guy and then you had um you know the coach's kid <laughs> Uh, and then two two Collins. So <laughs> two uh, so that was who was there. That's pretty cool. I mean, I think a lot of people were uh, energized on Saturday when uh, Alexi came into the game. People were excited to see this uh, Maximiano kid because he kind of grew up idolizing Ibsen and probably plays a lot like him. Hopefully, without the um, without the diving. <laughs> I think it's diving. It's just being old. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, of course, it's, it's called falling. Yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's not diving when you're old. It's, it's falling. So that's pretty cool. So last time I was at the United City Friendly, um, what was it, May of last year, mm-hmm. it didn't necessarily go, it didn't go our way, obviously, but that's not the point, like John said. But we did see some great performances out of our guys. Um, was Goose there? Or was he not back yet? He was there last year. He, he was, was there last year. year. Okay, so that was what I remember. Because I maintain that Goose embarrassed 
Kevin Venegas so badly that we are the reason he was not brought back. Like we were the beginning of the end for Kevin Venegas. I think the that signing may have was... started a few years before that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, dude, got yeah. just rocked by by you know a goose turned nineteen year old yeah. kid. Times, yeah, yeah. Um, and he did to Demidov too. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the I thought actually the side for United this year was stronger. Yeah, they I had more so first team. Guys that have gotten actual real minutes than than the one last year, mm-hmm. um, but they were deeper last year in terms of their numbers, so that they had a bunch of guys who had just hadn't seen the field very right. often. They had a full roster. At that point, Jome played against us, right. and he he came in. He only came on late in the season for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, so. and like Greenspan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the other guys who were there. I mean, like both the Collins were there. Demidoff totally played. Demidoff played, and yeah. he and Greenspan almost got in a fist fight when Goose. I remember Goose turned them into each other. And because Dimitrov was just a whirling dervish, just a flailing <laughs> Scandinavian limbs yeah. at that point, and just and Greenspan got so mad because he was gonna go in for a tackle, but Dimitrov was there, and then Goose just slipped through. So um, any crows this this year, this time around, stand out against the so Loons bench? I have a list of who I want to talk about. Why don't we have Adam start? And yeah. Then I, if there's anything, any people that I saw that are different, then I'll I'll kind of chime like in. Like from your point of view, who mm-hmm. achieved? And or overachieved against uh, against this professional talent. You know, there's a there's a couple. Obviously, in in this type of game, um, you go in and you're always a little bit nervous going in. But the the good thing is that there's just no pressure, right? It's just go in, try to play your game. You're getting ready for the season. But the guys that I thought really played well, once again, uh, I was impressed by Trey. Trey out of the mm-hmm. back, he was solid. He tackled well. He didn't lose possession, and that's what you're looking for. And he communicated well too. Yeah, and he like he was he was commanding he's a line, which was like, his own there. was like Trey's talking. Yeah, <laughs> what was happening? This is a thing. This is a thing. <laughs> what bizarre world are we in right now? Yeah, um, and, but I'll say I think that's in large part also to having a guy next to him that he's really comfortable with mm-hmm. in, in in Miles Norville, and it, um, I thought both all of our outside backs that played actually did very well. Mm-hmm. So um, Ao, Chuck, and Mark, I think they all, in their own right, played very well. They, We're did. Try- they really did. Yeah. And I, and I thought, too, like, uh, I'm going to chime in a little bit with, this is one of the points that I had, too, was Please. that, um, like, you were looking at, like, just dynamic talent in, that United threw out on the wings, and they played one up top, and they basically played a 4-3-3 kind of. Um, they're exploring that now. I think that's going to be the new thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so too. And and but they they kept their shape and they pushed the guys out wide. And I was kind of talking to Nate earlier. It was like the Pengup guy. Like I don't really see it, but he's fast. And Mark just would just let him go to the end line and then be there. And like okay, now what are you going to do with it? So you're. I think you're right. I didn't see. I didn't see anything from that bang up. I mean, then he we'll pulled, see. Up, pulled up lame and just cashed yeah. cash his check next yeah, on, on yeah. the first of the month. Um, you know, the, the one area that I think that we, you know, we're trying a few different things in our midfield, um, and, 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 and I can't hide it. We don't necessarily have our first team guys out there for a midfield, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so we're trying a few different things. Like Will Kidd played a lot at the eight position, um, in the midfield. We did tried to, well. yeah, did well, but we tried a few different things in there. I was really impressed with, uh, our, uh, Augsburg affiliates, and Ipsa and Lionel. Yep. Now Lionel just Lionel for being a smaller guy fought really hard against like guys that like Max 
this dude Max is easily a foot and a half taller than Lionel, <laughs> and Lionel was sticking in against him. Lionel's you know? shorter than Ben Wexler for for if you want to put if you want to yeah. like for like comparison. Yeah, he's, he's small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So defensively, did really well there, and Ipsa when he came in. Um, did really really well. Yeah, that's like the last point I had on my whole a whole thing here. Um, that we we didn't talk that you didn't talk or that you mentioned that mm-hmm. I had noted um, was that I thought he was the best player on the field, like on both sides when he came in in the second half. Like, yeah, super um, composed and and you look at Eeps Eeps. Uh, I always call him Abisa. <laughs> it's Ipsa, yeah. Ipsa. You look at Ipsa, and he doesn't like fit the mold of like a center midfielder. He's a goofy dude. Yeah. He, he's a little duck footed. Yep. He runs kind of awkward, and you so in you know when he came to tryouts, we were all like, oh, I, I mean, we've heard such good things about him, but like, what goes to Augsburg? What can we? Connection. What can we? What are we going to see out of him? And as soon as he gets in like game like situations, though, it's it's like ping, ping, ping. Easy passes, easy passes, but he never gets rattled. He mm-hmm. wins balls that he shouldn't. It, he's really an amazing player to watch. And I think it's because so he doesn't have the athletic ability of like, I mean, you talk about like Steve that we mm-hmm. all know. Like he can cover ground because of his athleticism and his 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 brain. But this guy has the brain to like he is there because he 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 can't make up with the speed. The, of the other guys. He's a couple steps ahead because he's taught himself to have to do that in order to Oh, compete. 100%. And you know what he does? He gets the ball and he gets rid of it. And he only takes more than two touches if he has to. Mm-hmm. And in that setting, like, you could see the respect of their 10 against him because when he'd get the ball, they'd back off a little bit and give him the space because they wanted to see what he could do with three and four touches. And he wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. He'd find a pass. And, I like, I thought... Out of all of the, I mean, a lot of guys did good, but I thought he was when he came on the second half, the game changed, mm-hmm. and we had a stretch for like 15 minutes there where we were pushing them on their back foot, and then the professionalism, you know, professionalism of being an MLS te- side yeah. took over. They got a little ticked off. They got a little there. ticked off because we were getting chances and we were we were, we were pushing them around, but mm-hmm. um, you know, and, unless you have any other guys, I thought you mentioned Will Kidd playing at the eight, a little bit out of position, plays a little bit of there at at St. Mm-hmm. Thomas. I thought he put in like a will kid performance, like no, nothing spectacular, yeah. n- nothing you're like, man, that guy sucks. It was like right in the middle of just like super hard work, did his job, was nipping at the heels of Heath's kid, getting him kind of rattled, which yep. I, which was awesome because that guy is a total dick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and, but I don't want to take anything because we haven't talked about any of our attackers. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I'll sure. say the yeah. one... Yeah. You know, I thought it, Josh was really fun to watch play just because he's coming off of uh, ACL injury and he does not look like he has an injury. Yeah. So um, tell us what you told us before. Here's here's the deal. So game. real quick, we were talking Abisa. Abisa was is from Augsburg. Yep. Because yep. a lot of these so U23 guys, so I think Lionel. a lot of people might forget, right? Lionel yep. Vang, another Augsburg uh, yep. student right now. Um, Josh De La Rosa was the striker that. Matt destroyed in the first in game. that very, in the first, very game first game that at VSLT. Someone got a red card at. I don't remember who. Yeah, that was you, actually. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh you shit. and Matt. So oh, that's two. Yeah. Oh, you can, uh, you yeah, can swear. Oh, swear. Fuck yeah. shit. God damn it. Here's the best part about that. So I was not at the game. I was uh, at a wedding, mm-hmm. and my parents were watching Gus. And my parents are season ticket holders. They're like, sweet. We have to go see a game live instead of watching it on the internet. And my dad, my dad doesn't text often, <laughs> but he sends me a text. 
Goalie kicked out, coach red carded. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm sure you got a series of texts from Dan and, and, and was, your dad and me. No, it was th- that was the first one from my dad. Awesome. I was like, oh, I look at Jesse and I was, I was like, like, oh no, can I go get? Can I go step out of here? She's like, no. And it was like bride walking down the aisle, like, ah. like wedding crashers. <laughs> right, so, right. so Josh to remind everyone is the uh, also a Bethel student, right? right? So he plays under Coach Jeremy yep. um, and Matt. Okay. Uh, right. Not anymore. Matt. Not anymore. Yeah. Matt. yeah. But, okay. So yeah. having Josh out there, played him at the 10, played him at the striker, he did really well. Um, but but I was even more impressed with Whitney. And, and the reason I was impressed with Whitney is because I told Whitney, one of the things that I'm looking for him this year is his hold-up and link-up play. And when you've got a big dude like Coleman, like or, bearing or, down, or Holmesburg, or Holmesburg, yeah. parent, like bearing down on your back and you're half the height, he held up the ball really well against these guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did He did what Whitney does, is cut into the middle of the field and distribute off of that. So for Whitney to be doing that against those level guys, I can, I'm can. i really really excited for what he's going to do against Sioux Falls. So there was definitely positives that we took out of it. I mean, uh, we won't report the score. Um, we did lose. We did not score. Um, but Same as last year. Uh, but there was a, a free kick goal and a penalty kick, oh. which was super soft. <sighs> Super, super. Why bother soft. calling soft penalties like that in, in training? Because they complain. They complain. <laughs> we didn't they are, complain. They're professionals as they are professionals. Mm-hmm. Like they, you know, they play very well. But when they feel like they got wronged, they will let you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and I'm not knows. saying that it wasn't. I'm not. You know, I don't know if it was a penalty or not. But I'm telling you right now, from where I was sitting at, higher up in the stands. It was a it was a, a a lazy challenge by I'll call him out um, Miles Miles just put in a lazy challenge against Mason Toy and he sold it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it, I mean, he got him, That's but it was like eh. you got to yeah. recognize those moments, right? Right. And right. Look right. at like split second. Right. Yep. So all in all, it was exactly what we needed. Um, we're gonna do it again. We've already talked. I've already had conversations with the the, the group that I had to to get it on the books we're gonna do it again throughout the year i i said when i you know i said hey you know we we had a lot of our u23 guys out there i'd love to see some of our college guys get back and and more of our first team guys so we can we can give you a different run Mm -hmm. Uh, but i would say that like seeing you know some of the players catching rides from like the staff and stuff when i was talking to a couple of our guys (laughs) As they were as their team was filing out and seeing Heath's kid roll up roll out in like the nicest Porsche SUV I've ever seen and then like <laughs> blaring techno and hitting the gas and squealing out of the parking lot he's that type of coach's kid like I'm a coach's kid and I like grind it out like my dad never helped me like you don't show up with your with a car you know your dad bought you like that's so <laughs> obvious i know uh, that's that was my last takeaway all right was, uh was was that uh you know it was good techno though i'm not gonna lie <laughs> hey it was like a vici tribute like rest in peace kind of yeah you got like the bootleg version mm-hmm. of it early mm-hmm. um no so but yeah it was it, all in all it's good all right well one thing that i think that touched on is we do need to over the course of the over the course of the off season, we've gone you know kind of week by week, uh, week by week, kind of to deal with who the new signs are, um, where they're from, that sort of thing. And I think unless you go back and listen to like 
13 episodes, uh, at least, of the show, you're not going to kind of have that on paper anywhere. So I wanted to, what we wanted to do this show is to kind of break down our entire roster going into Saturday's season opener. Some of these guys, of course, will not be home for the game. Some of them will still be in college. But we want to make sure they're all in one, uh, one place for any intrepid uh, – Crow supporter, any citizen to be able to reference. Intrepid and, uh, Crow supporter. Yep. That just <laughs> sounds bad. <laughs> to be able to reference and uh, and start getting excited about. So I think what I'm looking to do here is, you know, go position by position. We're not going guy by guy. Yep. So, you know, you basically are going to say the same thing. Oh, he's a good guy. Works we, real hard. They're all good. We like him. Great all. guy. Works yeah. real hard. Yep. We're going to talk more about, like, as a whole, what you're looking for out of these yep. positions. Uh, defense, offense, fullback, that sort of thing. So uh, we'll start with... Guys, between the sticks, two veterans basically coming back this year, Matt mm-hmm. Elder and James Nair. How good is it to know that you, you've got two guys you can count on equally, uh, and, and how great is it that they they like each other and they've worked together for so long? Yeah, you know, and the you know for those who don't know me, like I, I was a goalkeeper in college, um, so it's a position near and dear to my heart. Oh yeah, you had some real weird shit that you'd do when you were yeah. bored. <laughs> I remember right. But the um, I you know having having James and Matt there, it's not only our. I mean, they're consummate professionals in you know in the most professionally amateur kind of way, but you know the really cool thing about James is. James slimmed down. I don't know if he's like he doing. He finally gives he, a shit. He's doing insanity or P90X or some shit, but he <laughs> is looking good. Well, because Matt's not. Matt's pretty fucking. Oh, Matt fit. works out like every day, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so James has like stepped up his game, and he was a guy who was always like. I think John and I always the last couple of years have been like, man, if James could just, just like not be shape. injury prone and he got into shape. He's really good. Drank we last. saw that last last year against the Des Moines Menace. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yep. James is killing it right now. Um, and and the same thing with Matt. And the really nice thing about these guys is that they're great locker room guys. And you need that from your goalkeepers. You need them to be strong communicators. Uh, so really happy with that core we've got. So something I haven't seen is James uh, really in the field except for maybe a friendly against U of M or something. You mean in the field? Like the last time field. we played South Dakota? Yeah, I wasn't there. So we all yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, so I wasn't there. Was when the we, when we I've never seen him when we brought yeah. eleven men. Uh, you know, I mean, like I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him out there at all playing. Um, but I have seen Matt. So I'm, I'm going to assume, based on knowing their personalities, that they've got some contrasting styles. Matt is definitely very vocal from the back. Uh, James, at least from what I've what I've known of him and when i've talked to him he's kind of a goofy dude like does he bring that kind of intensity like he, matt does he focuses more when it's go time mm-hmm. like he's not he's I, I always i mean i call him big game james um i've never seen him play in a big game but he's played in big games um but he he has a different communication style mm-hmm. um and he, it, he he offers something different than matt does and they're both different types of goalkeepers so um you know, Matt kind of has that Batman voice. Yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, and James is constant chatter, yeah. right? And it, but it's That's it's good, good it, it's specific. He's more of a Joe there. Pesci kind of like, man, you gotta get over here. Yep, you gotta do, do this, that, do, do this, do this, okay. right? Yeah, gotcha. Joe Pesci. Yeah, except then, what the sure. fuck you think I'm a clown? I'm a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> how fucking funny am I? <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to this. our former MPSL chairman or whatever. He reminded me of Joe Pesci. <laughs> he looked like Joe Pesci. Yeah. So we're feeling pretty good uh, at goal. 
let's talk about the center backs on the team. Um, so, of course, these are probably four of our more established players. Of, we've got the maturity and the experience of Trey, Trey Benhart. We've got Miles Norville, a.k.a. Upgrade, new, <laughs> a.k.a. New Miles, uh, who joined us for the Aurora mm-hmm. game at the U.S. Open Cup and then went to Rochester with us, who is they're, – they're establishing a nice – a nice rapport. Of course, AJ Albers was announced as he is resigned mm-hmm. this week, and Max Kent coming back from McAllister sometime in June. We expect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you already mentioned that Trey is providing a an enhanced level of leadership at the back. What what do you expect out of out of him this year, and how do you see him working with? I'm going to say any of these guys interchangeably because you got to assume he's the rock back there, right? Yeah, I mean Trey is the natural. He he's a he's a natural leader just by, you know, you don't have to name him a captain, right? But guys just kind of look up to him because he doesn't he's like the aura, right? He doesn't talk a lot, mm-hmm. but when he does, everyone's like, oh shit! Now like, it's what did serious. He say? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but it's been really cool seeing him and Miles together. Um, they have very different styles in the type of like how they play. <laughs> yeah, but. Because Miles loves the ball at his foot. Mm-hmm. Like, loves it at his foot. Um, he wants to take a few touches. He wants to play out of the back. And Trey is like, boom, boom, like, get it off my foot. Not that he can't play with the ball at his feet, but he, like, he just wants to cycle it quickly. He'd rather play defense right. than start an offense. Yeah. If that makes sense to people. Um, and, But it's really cool because what we've got with those center backs is a lot of different styles. Like, you know, I keep on thinking about that game last year against Duluth away. When AJ got pissed, and it was like the last 15 minutes of the game, and I don't know what position AJ started playing, but he was running. <laughs> he sprinting. played AJ. He was sprinting all over the field, and I, normally as a coach, you're like, no, 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 what are you doing? But he was playing really positively all over the field. He was like hip checking guys. <laughs> He was getting headers. He was winning balls. Um, like, so do, you do you, man. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's just like that guy that you want on your team. You don't want on someone else's team. Yeah. So that you know. Mm-hmm. And then and then you have Max, who's very cerebral, but he's extremely athletic. He can hit the long ball. He can he can play in between the lines. I, I just think that core working together is going to be awesome. Moving on, uh, let's talk about the the guys on the outside of the defense. Our fullbacks. And I'm going to say wingbacks because some of these guys can really get up the yep. get up the field. Um, of course, we've already mentioned Charlie Adams and Aaron Olson, who played uh, against Minnesota United on Wednesday, along with Mark Haight, who we've introduced. We're also joined by Abdallah Ba once again. Nice yep. to have him back. And Nick Hines is returning at the fullback slot. Um, a lot of these guys have very similar games, mm-hmm. right? Abdallah is definitely the most lockdown defender of any of them, and then AO does AO things, but. The other guys are known for getting up there a little bit and overlapping quite a bit with their respective wingers. Mm-hmm. Is that something that, I mean, that's got to be something we're looking for yeah. out of the season. Whether it's, um, you know, you, you're going to see a lot of, you know, and not tipping off anybody, but you're, you're going to see our wing our wingbacks get involved in the attack. Um, and it's good that, like, a lot of these guys are, they, they're able to play center mid. But they're fullbacks now, mm-hmm. or they're wingbacks. Charlie, um, especially. Charlie, especially. Dalla, so I played center mid. I mean, even you watch Charlie play. A season, a couple yeah. times. Exactly, but you watch Charlie play. Somehow he naturally cuts in towards the middle of the field to find himself there, um, and I think this is he's comfortable there, mm-hmm. right? Um, he did it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and just like uh, I don't know who it was, 
am I the Mason toy who was just getting lazy getting back? And Charlie did like no reason to do his chazzle dazzle step over. Just like <laughs> just was like, fuck you, I'm doing my step over. And just like step step boop. Yeah. He just did it and like I, I think it was Mason Toy was just kind of like lazily tracking back and had and he wasn't even close to him, but he kinda of like did it just to be like to do it around a guy. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, not a lot of people have been able to do the chazzle dazzle against Minnesota United. Yeah. Maybe the first. Mm-hmm. I yep. think the really nice thing about, you know, some guy, people are like, wait a minute, you got five outside backs. Um, the really nice thing is when you can carry 18, when you can sub seven, that's going to cause a lot of problems for people. Because if you're able to play maybe a guy 45 minutes, 60 minutes, and then bring another fresh guy on that's able to get up and down the field in yeah. the fashion that we're going to want to, that's going to cause a lot of problems for teams. When it gets later into games, maybe teams aren't carrying a full 18 or they're just not able to keep up with that, we're going to get a lot of chances late in games. Yeah, so hang on to that thought because I think we're going to come back to that when we start talking about our uh, our, our loaded attacking options cool. that we've got this, this year. But I want to talk about the center mids because for a couple of years this has been kind of the enigma for me especially is what combination do you find that works the best you bring certain guys in and you think that they're going to succeed. They don't. You bring other guys in that are kind of traditionally role players and they can carry the whole game and you just never know what's going to happen on any given week. Mm-hmm. That was probably a big part of our frustration last year. Um, so our center mids, of course, we've got Steve, uh, Ian Smith coming back from Green Bay soon. Uh, Martin Brown Jr., who's been grinding all year long, uh, competing against his brother in daily Instagram challenges. We've <laughs> got Ben Wexler, again, another grinder. Shea Bottom, who is, of course, the 2017 Mayak Player of the Year. Tommy Katsianis, uh, one of the hardest names on the team to say. Uh, and Max Stegert returning for his second second year with the Crows. Can we just call him Tom Cat? Tom Cat. That's great. That's a, oh, my God, that's good. Like, How did you not? You write... I know. Living. I'm just focusing on how fucking <laughs> Greek it sounds. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then Max Stewart uh, returning for his uh, second non-consecutive year with the Crows, who unfortunately got hurt in our last uh, our, our friendly. Only two weeks. Got the report from our awesome trader David Bloomquist. David Bloomquist oh. from TCO. He is Thank awesome. you, Twins Orthopedics. He awesome. He's the best. He he. I mean, have you seen what Hoof's face looks like? Like he may not have to see a plastic surgeon. I mean, I'm 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 just saying that off the top of my. Are you talking about in general or because he received an injury? Well, remember, Hoof blasted his face <laughs> yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. Just, that was a well, Hoof and, is ugly joke. And his <laughs> nose was a little work. I mean, tucking that chin a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, no, but I mean, I, yeah, I mean, Dave, David's awesome. Um, so specifically, you've got a lot of guys that are great with the great with the ball of their feet. Yep, Martin, insane, right? Ben Wexler can do. Amazing things in little spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I haven't seen Shea play, but you know that he's going to be one of the better players on the field almost any time he gets well, up there. You saw him play in college. Yeah, that one game against McAllister that was zero zero until I had to leave. Like, yeah, that was it. I think um, you know what are you almost got an embarrassment of riches, but at the same time, wrong decision could could really damage right. damage the team. For me, the biggest thing, and I, it's something that the front office and I talked a lot about in the off season. The way that we built stuff last year um, was really based on a body of knowledge we had from the PLA, mm-hmm. right? And a certain style of play. Um, and so the way that we built things this year was let's take what worked from there um, and then let's build off of that. And the word I keep on using is pragmatic. Okay, so 
last year I think the way I came into it was kind of idealistic like this is the way we're going to play it's, you know pressing we're going to you know play a lot on the ground it's going to be a lot of possession stuff and it worked we had more possession we had more shots on net than any other team in the league but it didn't always end up in a win mm-hmm. so especially in the center of the field when you pick up guys like Max when you pick up guys like Shea and, and Tommy you know some guys that are that are really good on the ball, but they're also great tacklers. I think that's going to really help us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you mix that with some of these guys like like a Wex, like a Martin, that are just great on the ball and will dance around guys um, and, and create opportunities. Uh, I'm really excited for what's going to happen. Well, this I mean, year. and like you look at, I mean, you look at the the names in that list. You know, we we brought back a lot of familiar names, mm-hmm. but you look at Tommy. Um, Tommy replaces a guy like Samo. Yeah. Who, like, part of me hates the PDL because go fuck yourself, PDL. Because you don't offer anything really different besides housing for players mm-hmm. um, that we don't. Mm-hmm. So, Samo. Less and less an improved player profile is really what you're getting at. Like, right, right. Your name isn't going to get out there any better anymore. Right, it's not. And we've proven that we can do that. But, you know, if Samo's coach wanted him to play in the PDL. I'm 100% happy with that. But I just hate the fact that we lose a guy like him. But we pick up a guy like Tommy who's very similar. He He's the, I want to go forward and, and play the killer pass guy. Yep. You know, but we, ha- we have the, the technical guys in Martin and, and Ben. We have the box-to-box guy like Shea who can, who can either be the tackler, can be the ball winner, can be the aerial guy, can mm-hmm. be the can be the passer, can be the scorer, whatever you want. He's more of the... You know the all-around central midfielder, and you have you have Steve, who's a traditional six. Max who will go box to box as well, and then you have Tommy who will go go you know more of the traditional ten role. Right. Um. Not saying that a guy like Shea or a guy like Wex or a guy like you know Martin can't play a ten, but we 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 have those options, which is great because like Adam was saying, depending upon the opponent and the and like what they match up with, we have the counter. Right. And we didn't we didn't always have that last year because we had I think we had a very similar brand of player and that was very intentional on our part. Yeah, we wanted to play a certain way and we built a roster to do that. Um, the, the you know the only, the last thing I want to say about that is that you're going to see a couple different guys at the ten that we haven't mentioned. Yeah. Um, and guys that we'll talk about later, but I would anticipate maybe Goose and Juan Luis. You might find them at the 10 every now and then because they're just so it's dangerous. It's coming next. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Moving I'm on. So yeah, yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about the attacking options that this team has. Um, you know, talking about a little bit of an embarrassment of riches within the midfield as far as guys that can really play an awesome role for us every week. You move on to our our guys that are going to be attacking and it's it gets even better, right? You've got Will Kidd, proven amazing attacker. Um Almost three years in a row was our gold was our boot gold boot winner. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, just grinding out those goals, <laughs> and, and and it's amazing. It's because he plays ninety minutes as hard as possible, right? And you're right. gonna find those goals when you do that. You've got Juan Luis, who everyone's excited to see. Uh, you've got Brandon McGarity, twenty fifteen, Mayak Player of the Year. Whitney Brown, who has proven his. Uh, ability with us for two years now. The mysterious Siku. Uh, you've got Tim Wills, 
who always is in the right place at the right time with the right kind of goal. You've got Goose coming back and Nick Hutton, who is just a burner. Like, it feels like we're built for speed, but we're also built for endurance. To yep. your point earlier, what's going to happen when it's the 80th minute and they're on tired legs and Nick Hutton comes in? He's going to punch someone in the face. Yeah. He's gonna do. Uh, not literally. Not literally. Well, maybe with his well, speed. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's good with his skills. Figuratively, we talk about it often, right? Where it was like, what, what happens when you get punched in the face? Do you punch back? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times last year, sometimes our guys didn't punch back. Yep. But we talk about throwing a guy like Nick Hutton into the mix when it's the 60, 70, 80th minute. He's coming out swinging. Mm-hmm. And they have to kind of counter. Instead of us trying to f- figure out how to sort something out, we have we have an option. We have an exotic car garage, if you will, of attacking <laughs> options. Yeah. Um, well, I, I can remember... Sometime on this podcast last year, and I, maybe it was when we had started bringing on Brandon by, but we had talked about how, like, man, you guys got a great, it, it was, maybe it was even the season preview last year, like, great roster, but who's going to be the striker? Who's going to be the nine? I think that was the question for a number of weeks right. last season, yeah. 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 Okay, well, and this, this is a tribute to Johnny Biz here, our sporting director, who went out and got strikers. Um Bringing in Brandon McGarity, people are going to love to see him, right? Um, because, and I don't want to mention his name, but he reminds me of a certain striker from Duluth. Yep, we've can talked f- about that. We, we talked about it on the show, yep. Yeah, him who can have, not be named. Um, Voldemort. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Voldemort? Oh, yeah, Voldemort. Voldemort. Oh, Voldemort. 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 Voldemort.
Goose, um, it's it's no surprise. He's transferring from Indiana to DePaul, which uh, De- the DePaul program has um, it's been flipped upside down. It's changed, and the the group that's there um, in that conference that's in the Big East, like it's he's in a great spot, and he's going to mm-hmm. be able to play more than he was in Indiana. Um, having him back um, without the expectation of the Indiana coaches that were. Uh, I guess shackled onto him last year. Well, I remember at the beginning of the last season, you could tell like Goose is not quite Goose. He's learned some things. Yeah, yeah. He's he's he's, he's playing he's the Hoosier. Indiana system and not what we want him to do. Like his first year when he did the when and learned some. Th- that yeah. I mean, there's learned positives and negatives right, there. Right. That, but like we As were a, like just attack, dude. Yeah. As a good friend of mine said, it's a 200 pound bitch on your back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you John like that one. I did. I, I don't know quite how to respond to it, but I liked it. Um, that was my number one surprise. Yep. Really, was like, oh my god, we get, we goose back. Um, also, Shay. Yeah. Um, it's a surprise that he stayed. It's, to, but on the flip side, it's also not a surprise to me that he stayed. Like Adam had more contact with him than I did, but it was more of a, um, if I'm not. MLS, I, I'm going to start my life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we fit that need of soccer. And I th- that's when I kind of st- – like you were talking to him more during that trial yep. period. And then once he made his decision, I kind of stepped in and said like, hey, I get it, man. Like I had to make a similar decision myself. And I made it. And I'm so happy I did. And s- as long as soccer is somehow in your life, like I still play – I do all this shit that we're talking about right now. Like, like the most fun parts of my day is the shitty parts where we're like arguing about stupid club stuff. And I'm like, right. you know what? I, I hate it in the moment, but then I go to bed and I'm like, God, what a great day. I got to argue about soccer stuff. Yeah. You know, like, it, so I told him like soccer will always be in your life. If you want to be a software engineer, be a fucking software engineer mm-hmm. and play soccer on the side. And like that's great. It's 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 great. So the so that big surprise. For and me. ultimately, what we set out to do, right, is yeah. like we're filling the gap for yeah. guys that you know. Now, when you've Minnesota United, um, and but now we've got all these other players, and they're extremely quality players. That yeah, but but soccer's a meat grinder in in the U.S. Especially it's right a sausage making machine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because you know. I think the you know what you what even if you talk to like professional players that played USL MLS, you don't necessarily you're, you're not getting rich necessarily, right? Yeah. Almost poverty level, right? Yeah, you, but, you better hope you have a wife that has a good job. A lot of our <laughs> guys, rich, a lot of our guys to give you a Porsche. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> In a sweet techno CD. <laughs> but a lot of but a lot of our guys are living. Quality lives. You look at James. He's about to go out and be an eye doctor, and you know yeah. some of these different stuff that well, they're. Kelly AJ's a like a sales guy for 3M. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah. they're doing awesome stuff. That's a real and they get to guy. play really high quality soccer. What else? What's better than that? They so. get to come in on Monday morning and be like, "Who was at my game this weekend? Right. Yeah, which one <laughs> of you fuckers is my real friend? Yeah. So any any sleepers you want to make a prediction for? Anyone that uh, we don't. Maybe mm. isn't quite on our radar. We uh, <laughs> we don't have high expectations of the. I got one. Well, come, you can go first. Strong. You go yeah, first this time. I'm one gonna... each. One each. Ooh, 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 ooh. You said you got one. He might take mine, oh, but okay. I know like. Okay, um, 
Hmm. That's hard. Because I'd like to say the whole U23 team, because I anticipate we're going to have... I know, but we're going to have quite a few U23 guys, I expect, be challenging for those minutes. But I'm going to say my sleeper for the year is going to be Juan Luis. Okay. So, you took mine. God damn it. (laughs) Yes! Um, Yes! No, I'll just uh, I'll just roll back through here. What defines a sleeper? Someone may, that, may, may ask a counter so, question. Someone to that you. defines a sleeper is someone that might be off the radar, or someone that you're gonna you're gonna you feel will uh, surprise us with with some overachievements. I think uh, big game James. Okay. Mm. Big That's game a good James. One. That's a good your one. Your prediction to uh, potentially uh, challenge for the starting role. Yeah, I think big game James is. Uh, Adam noted uh, he's he's giving a shit this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I talked to him, I was like, "You're gonna so we're gonna lose James next year. He's going to Chicago for yep. optometry school. He's uh, so he's gone." And I said, "Do you want to give a shit for a year, or do you want to just continue to not give a shit?" And he said, "Want to give a shit for a year?" <laughs> he said a lot of shit. And we there. like guys that give a yeah, shit. I'm gonna give a shit for a year. Uh, and I said, "All right, you're in. Because if you're not, you're out." Yeah, and he's in, and he's right. proved it. So, so that's uh that's a good something for people to keep an eye out is this uh, healthy competition, right? Between yep. in, in the uh, in the goalkeeper's corner. Competition is a good thing. So in general, last year we got hit hard with long balls and quick counters that cost us, you know, at least three to four of our losses. Yep. Where do you see that stopping this year? We're just we've like I said I used the word pragmatic before. We have a slightly different formation. Um, so I know what the league looks like now. I know what the style that people are going to play. And I, I wouldn't say that, you know, at the end of the last season, I had one of our fans come up to us and he said, um, you know, one thing I really appreciate about you as a coach is the way that the style that we're playing and that we're playing possession, we're playing attacking soccer, we're doing these things. Um, so I hope you're back next year. I hope you keep doing the same thing. Those things are not going to disappear, mm-hmm. but we are going to be a little bit more pragmatic in our approach. So. All right. So how do we answer the uh, the physicality of teams like Duluth? I think another thing that kind of got us on the back heel last year is that it was a little surprising that these uh, these British expats would show up in Minneapolis and mm-hmm. try to push us around. And punch them in the mouth. <laughs> that's punch it. them in the mouth. I, I mean, and and not and maybe that's literally, but hopefully not literally. Mm-hmm. Um, but figuratively, like you got to come out, you got to assert yourself on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of it comes down to the type of the type of def- defense you're being set up in. Many times last year, we're playing a very high press. That means that it's like a it's like a blanket that's a little bit too small for you. <laughs> Okay, so in a high press, it, if you put it up over your head, then your feet are exposed. Yep. And your feet are the goal, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot of space in behind. So now, you know, you just expect... All it light. takes is the fat, one guy to, to exactly. get the right pass exactly. he's making the run, and that's it. So we're just going to move the blanket down a little bit. All right, moving the blanket down a little bit. I like that. <laughs> that's, someone make a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so speaking of what's going on uh, for this season, this season kicks off... On Saturday, John. So, oh shit, it's time for some mother effing soccer people. I mean, real soccer that counts. Yeah. Take it away, Nate. Well, I mean, the fun. <laughs> so, we're playing, uh, Sioux, we're going to go to Sioux Falls for the season opener, which is sad uh, that we have the, the game is all the way over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to play a team that mm, we think we've got a pretty good shot at. The Thunder finished 3 7 and 4 last year. 
Um, two wins against Lacrosse, and then I think they beat Twin Stars because Twin Stars only went with nine. And, uh, okay. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. And they're they're in second to last place last year ahead of Aris. So they had some they had some decent talent. There's this guy Michael Haight who uh, who broke against us and was was pretty speedy. They had those two brothers whose mom was always angry in the uh, in the in the stands. They also had Jeff Beck. They had Jeff the guitar legend. <laughs> guitar Jeff legend Beck. Jeff. Beck. I think he's off the, he's off the roster this year. Yeah. Um, but they managed to surprise us with an early goal here at home, which which you know what. A lot of teams did, but we hung up. We hung three on them twice. That was the Brandon mm-hmm. Bay yep. game. Yep, and the Goose Banger game. And the Goose Banger. So we yeah. hung three on them twice last season, both at home and away. Um, some writers kind of play off their struggles last year as typical of an expansion year team, uh, but until they show me otherwise, I don't think the Thunder have it in them to compete with us quite yet. They didn't. They 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 should be an established team that lost against the Bug Eaters last week. Um, Adam, with a lot of guys at school, who is going to be available to travel? First, let's an- let's answer that. Yeah, I mean, we're going to bring, uh, once again, it's, um, I think we're bringing a strong MPSL side with us, and we're going to sprinkle in, actually, uh, Lionel Vang with the U23 side um, to come out with us. But the biggest thing that I want to, I think the takeaway from here is that, um, you know, I, I think it's nice that you say that, you know, we're going to handle Sioux Falls, but that's not the mentality that we can go into the season with. We have to take everyone seriously. We don't know what Sioux Falls has done in the offseason. We don't know what they've done with their coaching staff, or their player personnel, and I'm assuming that they're the best team in the league. So we're going to come out with that mentality, and we've got to come out strong. And if we don't, you never know what's going to happen. Well, I know they've upgraded from a coaching staff perspective. Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, there was like a weird, like, they started out with one guy, and then he got let go, and then recording artist, guitar legend Jeff Beck was involved as a player coach. Um, and then, like, w- when we went there, it was just kind of like a, it, it was just weird when we yeah. got there. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they've made a change. Um, I, I do know of a few folks in the soccer community there, and they've said, like, it's the right change, but they don't really know, like, the, the pool of talent. I know they wanted to bring some players in, like, Duluth and um, Med City do, but I don't know if they got it done in time. So mm-hmm. we, we really don't know what we're, we're going to be involved in. But, you know, I think they're they're trying to take the step forward to be a better organization yeah. than they were. Um, you know, it's not like a lacrosse situation where everyone looks at it as a doormat. I think Sioux Falls is more of a, you made some good quality decisions and some changes proven now yep so we'll have to see so um what are you looking for out of this week like what you know we 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 talked about like we're not gonna we're not gonna overlook them but what are you looking for from our team in the first week you know the the what i know about sports um sports sports Sports. what it, what and, do you know about sports? And specifically in this as conference, a, as a sports activity guy, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not just about um, it's not just about the result, but it's about what your what the perception is from from everyone else that you're going to play. You know, so I, I'm looking to come out and make a statement. I guess mm-hmm. um, I not I, only want to go that. out to make, go to Sioux Falls. I want to go out to Sioux Falls. And I want to fucking pound them into the ground, <laughs> um, because it, it's important to send a signal. 
after last season, it's important for us to come out and to come away with a big statement win. Especially when two of the other teams in our division are playing in the U.S. Open Cup, you know, and this month. And then the winner mm-hmm. of that is going to get their butt slammed by St. Louis, by is Saint what's going to happen. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, so I'll, I'll counter what you said in the fact that, like, we performed better on the road last year. We did. Mm-hmm. So... I would say that like this is a as a definitely a statement, but it's the, the the evolution of that is can we let's carry that right into the first you know like let's start let's start the engine that's going to carry through into the the mm-hmm. next the first home game. Yep, and it, you know and it's interesting because you said like oh it's kind of unfortunate we're starting out on the road four hours away. There's no better way for me to start the season. Like, get some guys together. You go on a road trip. Yeah. You get closer that way. Sleep um, in a shitty hotel. Sioux Falls is a weird fucking time. place. Yeah. We talked about it all. I mean, you're right. It's a point we've made over and over again, uh, not only through last season, but then through the U.S. Open Cup tra- like uh, travels. Is like yep. When you travel together as a team, you show up on the field, and you've already been hanging out. You've already made friendships. You already know each other really well. When you show up straight from work on a Friday afternoon and you got to jump into warm-ups maybe a little late, it's harder to get up for the game, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So you already said you want to stomp the shit out of some guys uh, this week. Anything player-specific that you're going to be looking for out of this first week? You know, it's it's continuing our plan. You know, um, we've, put it, we've put a plan in place um, really since January, mm-hmm. and, and, and executing on that plan is going to be big. Um, so like I said, we've got a slightly different tactical plan than we did last year and I'm going to look for guys to execute on that and we've got the personnel to do it. Um, so as long as we're playing quality soccer, um, that's really all I care about. And of course I want the result, but it's more about playing quality soccer. I, I can't remember. I don't think we played this early last year. I think this is a week earlier. We are. We, we started we a week earlier. Yeah, yeah. Because we got all our guys back like this week. Right. And that, well, not all of our guys. All, so this, all our college guys. This so, one yeah. feels a little bit earlier um, because it is. Um, so I'm, I'm looking for the guys that are here and available and in town to play well. Um, and, and then we start really blending that and training together with the guys that are coming back so that we really hit the season, we hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I think we already kind of talked about what starting off strong will look like to you. Let's look through like the first half of the season. What will what's a good start going to feel like or look like to uh, Coach Adam Pribble? Well, let's juxtapose it with last year. Mm-hmm. Last year was um, we we dropped points on counterattacking goals um, or just, uh, or silly turnovers in our, in our own half that led or, to quick goals or like weird shit. Right. Or, and weird shit. Yeah. So I, I think it's really about focusing on the basics, doing the little things, right. Uh, coming together as a team. And, and that means all the right personalities gelling together. Um, we've got a great front office that's put together great training spaces, the right training spaces, doing things the right way getting all the right guys together. And if we do all these little things well, um, I, I fully expect that we're gonna that we're gonna get a much better start to the season than we did last year. We're not playing catch up. I love catch up. Mm. Um, oh not that type of catch up. No. Uh, I like cat soup. Yes. Uh, okay, so we are at a point now where normally with our guests we would say 
it's time for the world galactic famous mm. um, Lupian Automotive Speed yep. Round. Um, but we're not going to do that this time. We're, we uh, Nate and I, it. Nate and I thought thought about some things, and we're like, you well, know, you've already been there, man. You've already been there, Adam Pribble. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. know. Oh, what? I mean, what? <laughs> you know the first two questions. You know already. the first two yeah. questions. You would have probably been the first person to figure that I'm out. I'm so excited uh, for that. Um. So. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go with a uh, – we're going to keep the speed theme going, and we're going to do a little game of word association. Mm. Um, and oh. for those of you listening, we currently don't have a sponsor for this like we did with Lupian, and we do with Summit as the, the title sponsor. So if you own a company and would like to throw a couple uh, ducats our way – we Or, or <laughs> cases of beer. or ca- Well, no, uh, actually, old granddad. Mm. If you're listening, Mr. Basil or Hayden um, – <laughs> Uh, anyways, if you want to sponsor the uh, the word association round, please contact us. You're, you, you will find our information in, at the end of the podcast. But anyways, so um, much like the Lupian Automotive Speed Round, Adam, we will we will give you uh, a series of things and uh, fifteen words. So it was ten. Now it's fifteen oh words or phrases. Uh, and we want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Be a Got word it. association warrior. Okay. Yeah. So we're not talking. I gotta like, say this pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, All yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's a. It's literally the first thing. Boom. There's no okay. ums and ands and uhs. Right. There's yeah. like, I say. Say we'll, it. Uh, we'll do it. We'll do a test run. Okay. I say orange. Apple. Okay. Good. Perfect. There we go. Woo. I liked it. Good. All right. Good. Good. Okay. So, are you ready? Like the speed round? Do you want to? You, you need a little refreshment yep. break yep. there. Yep. You're good. You're good. Okay. We're good. Um, okay. Well, I, I got to get ready then. <laughs> okay. Number one. Mm-hmm. Crow. Minneapolis. Center referees. Suck. Boots. Socks. Soccer. Awesome. Possession. Do it. Twin stars. That's not one word. Um, Say it again. Twin stars. <laughs> Suck it. Major League Soccer. <laughs> Hot dog. Sandwich. The Viking... What? Oh, oh, maybe! Yeah, it could I be! I love it. Uh, the Viking Bar. Uh, rest in peace. Big Game James. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Got him. Love him. Love him. Love him. Supporter owned. Minneapolis City. Donkey. Duluth. Success. Me. <laughs> Uh, Vanger. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one, the citizens. The best. Oh, oh okay. good work. I think we found a new. That's a new fun. Thing. That's yeah. fun yeah. for a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. season. People have already done it, especially yeah. Yeah. So what I was hoping. So now I'll recap. What I was hoping from soccer was it's a gift. Mm. Um, mm. I was hoping from uh, hot dog. It's a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I, you got that one. Oh. Uh, the Viking bar. I was Dear. Ho- I was hoping for weird. Okay. Very weird. Yeah, very weird. Or very weird. Underground rap rock. Uh, I was thinking of uh, Big Game James. Never stop stopping. Maybe we should, every week, I should do this. Like, me and the guests should get together and do the word association with you. I'm in, yeah. too. I'm you in feel too. like yeah. you yeah. want to uh, yep. you um, participate. No, but I, uh, for, I, I know I speak for Nate here. Uh, Donkey, we were thinking Duluth. Mm-hmm. Got that one. Um, Yep, and then, uh, yeah, that, that was kind of what we were... Anger. Uh, <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, with Crow, I was thinking maybe he'd uh, hit murder. 
but uh, but yeah. Missed so no, few. no, it was good. It yeah. was uh, center referee thinking maybe red card. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I actually love center refs. Don't good. good segment for all those refs good listening. Up. So I think we I think we broke we we uh, we dug the, the golden shovel. That was really good. And then like uh, we're cutting the ribbon. I like that. And we're good. There's not as much pressure there. You just say whatever yeah, you think. It's not like you can get something wrong. You don't feel yeah. stupid. Although sometimes I just wanted to grunt. You're like, you, you just said want to make mad. noises. That was about as grunty as you got. Yeah. yeah. Major League Soccer. Oh, man. <laughs> Hot dog. <laughs> so, just start making random noises. <laughs> so that is all for this week's show. Thank you again to Absolutely. Coach Pribs, thank, the Pribbler, for being with us. And as always, to our sponsor, Delicious Summer Brewing. Summit Brewing. Yes. Summer Ooh. Brewing. Well, uh, Summit. Summer Brewing. Yeah, there's a new there's a new member <laughs> of the Summit Fleet this summer. And that is a delicious, refreshing, lazy sipper. Uh, this crips, crisp, crisp. Wow. Also a crips. Yeah, uh, this yeah. crisp set of suds that offers a hint of strawberry finish is ideal. Bloods will drink for a it too. Yeah, the bloods will drink it too. Which <laughs> <laughs> we hope to have uh, come our way. The summer is here, friends. Head on downtown to the tap room, uh, a bar, or pick up some wow. at the liquor store today. You are doing Ooh, a bad job. This is job. about as good as you did last week. The season starts <laughs> on Saturday, and it is not too late to buy a membership for 2018. For only $65, you get a cool season pass to all city matches this summer, including... Just stop being angry. I'm not angry. I'm excited. Including <laughs> friendlies, NPSL, U23 games. You get that classy new membership scarf. And, of course, a vote. So you can have a say in the direction of local soccer. Go over to mplscitysc.com and purchase one or five right now for all your family. If giving back to the community is an important part of your life, maybe it is time to give to the club that gives back. Minneapolis City is a 501c3 that provides safe, reliable, and fun environments for less fortunate young people to play this beautiful game. Look for us this summer playing with kids in parks and community centers all around the city and consider a tax-deductible donation to a true city-focused organization. Please send us mail. Please, out, it's outside of Brent. Like, <laughs> it is so easy. Hit us up on Twitter at The People's Pitch or through email at mcscpodcast at gmail.com. Nice work. Yep. All one. questions, comments, and concerns are welcome, but mostly questions to answer on this show. And finally, as always, you can hit the club up at Minneapolis, MPLS. City, SC. That's I know Twitter. how hard it is. It's, it's super sometimes hard. Sometimes it gets so hard. <laughs> That's all for this week. Thank you, old granddad. Thank you, Summit. We once again leave you with our house MC, the newest resident of Sweden, Miles Stockman Willis, a.k.a. Malays, with a track called The Come Up. I am Nate. That is John. Thank you, Adam. You are the people. Let's get a win this weekend. Huff on Poster burning maple weeds, cradle major keys Thinking back, I've been major since the minor league So supreme, too much sauce Off my olive NMDs, I can staple steez Bend the gold so I get the cheese Never fall, rake them leaves And make sure every moment gets seized And everything I see is make-believe Cup a bad bitch, make her wipe off Maybelline She wanna F with me, maybe get close data G Run up data plans, getting A to B like AT&T Hate me when she's coming, it's the perfect time for me to leave Patience thin is crepe, so I'm craving her creative Make her breakfast in bed, then have sex instead One life, live it up 175, Grey Goose, treat it like a sippy cup 105 on the dash, watch me giddy up Only one on the bench, still press the city up No stress from the press, it ain't news, I'm getting paper Ask for the check, first time I see the waiter Make my own luck, knocking over salt shakers Every September 4th, should've put in more labor Yes, flex, get out my lane, we ain't the same 
Don't play Red Rover with the train Lingo rolling off my tongue Like a slogan spoken slang Surely spitting like this token wrote And spoke it in some fangs I could hang a vampire Highly inspired Haven't reached this height before I might get higher Crew conspires round the campfire Rolling till our hands tired Rap MacGyver saying sapphire Satire with the swag Attire you admire So well put together No assembly required Newly hired Still this heat so fire That it gets them fired Fuck boys thinking that they fresh but expired Everybody's flawed, that's just life's law Wonder what life will be like when the ice stop I'll die any day cause I'm down for the cost Do it bigger than the Big Bang like my name was Rush Burning bridges with no guts Tell her open up her jaws and feed her nothing but bare claws All about my dough so she want a nut duck Keep my ducks on the road on the pond like what? Getting flocks at each show, giving out goosebumps Playing with her heart, claim she playing spades Whenever we apart, her brain ain't the same Tickle her pussy as I tickle her ear hair More boss than Ross, never been to a career fair Blood, sweat, tears dripping off my upper lip On some shit, krillin' chillin', grippin' on destructo discs Go left, go right in life, maybe eat a Twix Rappin' like a silly rabbit, trippin' in the tricks On the come up! Yeah, boy, this the come up! Whole squad about to motherfucking come up.